Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Black Shirt Breakdown. My name is Steve Marek. I'm a staff writer inside Nebraska, and he is the Jay Foreman, our NFL veteran and former Nebraska Black Shirt. Jay, we are back once again. And unfortunately for Husker fans, like the last time uh, we were doing one of these things to break down a game, it is another loss. Um, the Huskers go to Boulder. They cannot get the job done. They lose 36 to 14 in a hostile environment. I mean, Jay, you were there. Um, we saw each other on sidelines. It was loud. It was raucous. The Colorado student section was doing their thing. Um, <laughs> with the, with the FU Nebraska chance. Yeah. Um, it, it kind of, did it feel like old days, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely intense and, uh, you know, that's just part of Colorado, Nebraska and, you know, they were riding high off of their first week victory and, you know, that's just part of what you expect regardless. Look, all the records are out the door when you, when you play Colorado, Nebraska. So it just so happened they have a lot of national attention, uh, rightfully so they're a pretty good team. And, uh, you know, their, their home field, they, they ha finally have it back. You got to think they didn't really have any attendance like that for quite some time. So, um, you know, I'm sure, look, they, they're excited about it. And their student section definitely was uh, making up for lost time. Let's say that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was a, it was a fun atmosphere to witness. But uh, again, like we said, uh, not a good game for Husker fans who made the trip. Just kind of, I don't know what you want to say, because it's the turnovers, right, Jay? Uh, four turnovers. Again, um, Colorado scores 16 points off of those turnovers. Um, Jeff Sims throws another interception. He's got four on the season. We all know about the snap issues. Uh, he, he dropped a couple of them. Another snap bounced off Luke Lindenmeyer, um, the tight end right. on a motion on a run play. So, Jay, let's just get this out. We're not going to break down any of the snap issues here. But, Jay, um, a former player, you watching Jeff Sims in the, in the, in the gun, um, kind of just have those snap issues with the loud environment around him. Just what were your initial reactions with Jeff Sims and the snap issues, first of all? I mean, it's just stuff that can't happen. Uh, the crowd noise don't stop you from catching the ball. You know, I mean, part of playing quarterback, you got to be a good ball handler. And so that's catching the ball, delivering the ball on time, um, being, you know, strong with the ball and making decisive decisions. You know, even back, even when you get the ball, then you have the exchange issue on the, you know, the quarterback running back, uh, the last kind of fumble. I don't necessarily know if it's on him. I know I think it was Fleeks that was supposed to crack on the nose, pretty much chose not to, messed up the mesh of the play. Um, those are just things that, you know, it can't happen. I mean, Jeff Sims has played too much football. The expect expectations are too high. So, you know, he just needs to, you know, get it going. So Nebraska, this is kind of an interesting stat. Nebraska is last in the nation in turnover margin. They're at minus six right now. However, right. if you look at Tony White's defense – they have 11 sacks tied for yeah. first with Tennessee in the nation. Uh, right. Jay, what did you see from Tony White's defense? I thought they um, held their own. They did their part. They played well right. enough to win the game. Just what did you see from Tony White's defense? Uh, I wouldn't say they played well enough to win the game, but I think they played winning football for a majority of the game. I think they got worn out a little bit. And, you know, look, going into the game, you know, me and you talked it. look, Colorado's going to score points. You know, I think obviously yeah. they're a different animal than Minnesota. So, you you know, going in there, obviously you want to pitch a shutout and preaching a shutout, but understand they got next level guys. And so they're going to be able to make some plays. They got everybody at their skill position is a all American or all conference and NFL talent. And you got a quarterback that's extremely accurate. You got Travis Hunter and the plethora of receivers that are really good. 
And you got Dylan Edwards that can do it all. Then you got Witherspoon. So they have a one-two punch everywhere. And then, then the receivers is one, two, three, four. And you saw their tight end get a, be a factor as well. So, um, you know, I felt like they played winning football. Uh, probably a little disappointed in a couple situational things. But overall, you know, I think, you know, Tony White's defense has been a pleasant surprise. I think they've, you know, they probably exceeded my expectations because they look like a well-oiled, gelling um, uh, unit. When you have guys like Makai uh, Gabayer getting getting in there and back to back weeks playing a different position that he originally was playing, looks like a totally different player, plays well, makes plays right, big open field tackle. Javen Wright, Bullock, Nick Heinrich looked great coming back off of uh you know having a little tweak. Luke Reimer looks good. Multiple defensive linemen. You got to think Van Poppel got in there. Yep. Didn't look out of place. Blaze Gunnerson, obviously Cam Linhart. So yeah, I mean his unit has been the the bell cow, and they got to continue to do it if they want to continue to try to get their first win, let alone try to have a winning season. Absolutely. So um, let's get into the plays now. Now I have six here, um, and I want to kind of start off with a couple of strong runs. I think strong, uh, strong right. blocking. Uh, plays here that I think you know when you look at Nebraska's offense they have potential to be I think a strong running team and I think they showed um, you know what we didn't see against Minnesota which was kind of like a strong handoff run game traditional run game with the running backs but I thought Marcus Satterfield and the offense really tried to um, get that part of the game straightened out and, and they had some good runs I mean you you see flashes of Nebraska's run game run game being being strong with this offensive line. So Jay, this first play, let's take it away. It's a, so this is a nine yard run from Gabe Urban right. on a second and four from Nebraska's own 13 yard line. Yeah. Look, this game is zero, zero here. And uh, you know, you're hanging right with them. Right. And I think up to this point, you say Nebraska's definitely won the game from a physicality standpoint. Um, and they've came out and reestablished the line of scrimmage. I mean, this is a, a point of emphasis. And I felt like Satterfield had called a good game and they blocked a good game. Look at a hat on hat. Gabe Irvin said, you know, testing, you know, Travis Hunter out, getting it, getting the edge, making the edge soft. Good block here. But I think it's Borkature. Mm-hmm. Um, the offensive line looked like they're in good communication. Everybody's going. Ben Scott's setting the table. Everybody's executing. And they're all moving as one unit. Look at that right there. Look at the feet, the steps. You're on, guys. Right? Good good uh, recovery there by Ethan Piper to kind of, you know, take the guy where he wants to go. Good double team. Forkature goes solo, right? You would like Turner Corcoran to stay up a little bit there. Gabe Irvin makes the guy miss after a good block, and then he gets four or five more yards right there. And, and uh, you know, it's a good nine-yard nine run, right? Um, you can't ask for much more. I mean, it's a good play call, good execution. It's not perfect, but it's it's a winning play. Good run by Gabe here, you know, making the first guy miss and, uh, you know, trying to punish the outside guy as well. And then this is what you got here. One of the things about Satterfield I like, in the in the first you know first half is 12 personnel different you know different schemes look at this right here this is what i like right here right um kind of like a inside zone but it's a it's a it's almost like you know you're following uh number 16 right here right so it's an inside zone looking but you know from a linebacker standpoint we know it's going wide right here right good action right there hat on hat gabe sees it Keep you keeps it real tight off of uh, Bryce Benhart's butt, makes the first guy miss. Good action right here, Marcus Washington. Great job right there by not getting the not the blindside hit right. 
and then you got Gabe cutting it right up there and then gashing him again. These are plays that when you're making the corners make these type of plays, they're blocked up really, really well. Great job, everybody right here. This is what you want, right? Gabe Irvin, look, defensive linemen or linebackers know this is run. And you know it's run. You're playing good. Look at that wash right there by the yeah. offensive line if you go walk run that back. You talk about getting movement here. Watch it from Bryce Benhart. I think and that's, that's Lutowski, Henry Lutowski, yeah. Right? Look at Ethan Piper's getting a little punch right there, washing him down. Good angle for the, the H-back to come. Good right there, right? You'd like his hips a little bit more inside, right? So Gabe can climb up right there on that uh, defender. But then this is a great job by Marcus Washington right here. A little box out play, right? Right? He could have easily ear hold him, but what? Smart play. All we got to do is get the guy blocked and make a number three, make a tackle. So, Jay, when Marcus Satterfield, I think he used, he showed this a lot in the run game. He uses motion. So just for the yeah. fans at home wondering why he likes to use the motion, just explain why Marcus Satterfield is sending these receivers in motion before the snap. Well, one, you're going to see it with their man or zone, right? Um, that's going to help with any pre-snap or post-snap read. But this is kind of like a in motion right there, right? So it's trying to get something across from a linebacker standpoint to confuse me and mess up my, you know, read right here, right? It's yeah. cross the face, get a false step, right? So that if I'm judging their inside linebackers, right, he, he didn't see anything coming back there, right? So whoever that inside linebacker needs to be on the outside of Ben Hart and he gets closed off. That's what you want, right? One false step, good double team and wash down, and Bryce Benhart gets on 51, who you'd like to be able to fall back and make that play. So fall back is initially it goes right. You'd like him to be able to counter back, right? Both of the linebackers need to be lock and step. Both of them are over there way too far, too late, bad read, and that's what the, that's what the motion does, and that's what the cross uh, block kickout does, right? So it's a good job, good execution on Nebraska standpoint, hat on hat. Everybody trying to finish their block and then, and, you know, create a new line of scrimmage, and they certainly did that. And we mentioned Henry Latoski at right guard. He rotated the entire game with uh, Nerdin Nuelli, the starter. Um, right. Kind of an uneven – I on the rewatch, I thought it was kind of an uneven performance from uh, Henry Latoski. But, again, I think yeah. they kind of wanted to see what, what he could do and uh, kind of just see what they had with, with Henry Latoski. And I think they have a capable backup – um, yeah. right there at especially at a, at a guard so yeah um, he can give you give you a little bit of a blow I mean he has some some quickness issues and uh you know those showed up later in the game yeah absolutely now let's let's I wanted to add this because I had a lot of fun Jay watching um Tony White's call um of the defense and just mm. the different fronts that he used I thought they really impacted Colorado's offense especially with the right. offensive line about like kind of judging who's coming and who's dropping things like that Four, like three, four, five, six, even seven man fronts at times in this game. I thought it was really cool. And on this one, uh, third and third and goal from the one Colorado decides to uh, use their skill town and just kind of throw this one in. Um, they come out in 12 personnel here. Um, but you know, I think we talked about this earlier in the day. It was a nice, ET stunt, if I'm correct on that. And then at the second level, these two linebackers, Nick Hendrick goes first through the A gap, and then uh, Luke Reimer loops, loops around uh, the C gap and kind of just, you know, raises hell basically. And they get the job done and force a, a field goal instead of giving up a touchdown. Right. This is time to look. It's it's two minutes left. You're down 13 points. Your back's into the wall. You got to get a stop here on third down to keep you in the game, right? Little cross buck action right here. Good job by Luke Reimer coming out of his blitz and containing him, right? He's a secondary blitzer, comes tight off of there. He ends up being the contain. And, but then also you have the ET stunt 
and they're defeating these offensive linemen as well. So you can be the uh, secondary rusher. So it's a good job by Nick Heinrich being on his track, right? Understanding that you got to blow a hole in that middle tight by Nash coming off the side, Luke coming, right? Nash with a little mini hump move, right? As much as he can. And then there, I think it's Riley Van Pipel right there yes, coming sir. in there with, with uh, Luke Reimer, you know, actually Van Pipel probably getting his first sack. So yeah. it's good execution. Good with uh, Tony White. And, and as far as, you know, the one thing that people need to understand about Tony White, he must be a really good, I don't know. He must be, he is a very good communicator, cater and teacher. What number one, have all these different uh, personnel units, but then also different fronts and, and stuff like that to go in there and teach multiple kids how to play different roles. And they're all picking it up and look at even on the back end, right? They're passing it off. Good job. That's the same route that they were able to, um, you know, catch uh, TCU in a little bit in, out there in the field to Dylan Edwards, where you could over flood the zone right there. Right. And get one-on-one -on -one with a corner or, uh, linebacker and actually with what TCU ran against Colorado last week where Hunter made the really good play. So Nebraska has it locked up right there, passed it up. Everybody's in the zone. It's a good job by Luke Reimer doing his job, right? Not letting the quarterback get outside. Excellent job there by Riley Van Poppel, right? Freshman coming in the game, getting his first sack. Summer enrollee, true freshman coming in and making yeah. an impact. And uh, today, which we were filming this on Monday, Monday evening, we got done talking with Matt Rule, he basically said uh, Riley Van Poppel is not going to redshirt. They're, they're going to be playing him all season long. So that's kind of uh, fun for the future of Nebraska's defensive front. But, Jay, one thing I wanted to ask you on this, I was kind of wondering about this when I was clipping this up, was so let's look at Ty Robinson. He uh, looks to be like on the outside shoulder, maybe head up on the right tackle here. So in right. this specific uh, blitz package or whatever you want to call it, is he taught to – kind of go at the inside shoulder of, of the right tackle here to kind of just get his attention. So that will open up Luke coming around. Is that like what he's taught to do is just the inside inside sh shoulder of that right tackle? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's going, he's probably head up the inside technique, right? You were, you're right. Going right down the middle of him, right? He wants to own that B gap, right? He wants to get the yeah. contention of 78. Good job by Luke Reimer, not getting confused by taking the cheese of Dylan Edwards coming out, coming out tight, right? Upfield shoulder there by Luke Reimer. Right. And then here comes Riley Van Poppel, right, where he's finding mm -hmm. a way. Right. And it, Luke, Luke pulls him up, as we used to like to say. And then you got him cornered in there and you force him into taking a sack uh, so they can save a field goal. But it's a win for the defense. Right. You get down the red zone. You want to you don't want to give up touchdowns. Your back's against the wall at that time to kind of keep you into the game from a, a number or, you know, from a deficit standpoint. And they, it's a good job by. The defense and it's also let you know how much they believe in tony white they didn't just cash it in and give away seven points right we're still being aggressive but calculated i mean so you got to give you know the players and the coaches uh the defensive coaches credit they stayed in this game as long as they can you're at the end of the third quarter and you're only down by two scores and so mm -hmm. um and, and that's with you know multiple turnovers and uh being on the the short side of the field right here as well or starting the series on the short side of the field uh it's a commendable job by that defense now, what we like to do here on the Black Shirt Breakdown, show some good stuff, but also show some bad stuff and show some things, show some things that obviously they need to work on. So right now, let's uh, we're going to show a sack here of Jeff Sims by number 44, which is the uh, defensive end on the, the field side, the long side here. So let's just take a look at, um, you know, Colorado sends a blitz with that overhang defender toward the field and then. Uh, it's just a one on one with number 44 and, and uh, Ethan Piper, our left guard. Right. Yeah. And uh, when you look at this right here, I think one of the things that hurts Ethan Piper, he's generally laid out of his stance. Right. 
See how ladies there, right? Feet feet are dead. See how his feet get you see how he got essentially over his skis? Yeah. Watch it how far his arms out right there. See there? Once you once you got your feet, once you get your arms out there, you're easy, you're easy to swipe. It's almost like a you're a practice dummy here, right? So he gets a gets a decent set here, right? You need to be patient and hold it, hold your punch, hold your punch, hold your punch, get in close. There's no reason to, to you know, give away your move right there. And he goes right around him and sacks him. And I think the next play, uh, that's when maybe Jeff Sims had to drop from Bullock, right? And you see, yeah. look, you see Borkatcher wide open. So you I guess in theory you like Sims to get it out there quickly, but when you get beat that clean and they're in your face. Now watch this right here. Watch Borkatcher's wide open, right? Yeah. He's wide open, but mm -hmm. he can't even get it to him. And so, you know, you know, of course the quarterback's having issues, but you know, you can't, I call these easy access or direct access plays. Right. And that's the thing that's always hurt Nebraska's offensive line is giving up too many direct access plays. That means you're getting beat essentially right away, right here. You're not getting into him. He isn't beating you with a secondary move or a counter move. It's his first move, and he's getting home on it and turning the corner on you and getting a sack on you. And we're not trying to kill Ethan Piper here, but no. it's just good to show what, what Nebraska's offensive line is working with and what they yeah. um, are, are kind of just doing this season. So this is another one that I kind of wanted to ch chat about because, you know, I saw it twice in the first half here. So Nebraska comes out in 22 person. Op I mean, they have Justin Evan Jenkins there, and he's playing kind of the tight end. Uh, towards right. the boundary, the short field. And then you have uh, Nate Borkacher, the tight end, is kind of that uh, nub tight end or that uh, second tight end out, out yeah, there. Yeah. Um, and number 44, again, he splits them and gets a TFL on first and 10, uh, sets them, sets offense back behind off schedule. And now they're in a second along. And that's absolutely not what you want to do with this offense. So, uh, Jay, just talk me through what the issue is here because we're right. going to go after this play. It's going to be this same play, I think, and same miscommunication with the, between these two players, Justin Evans, Jenkins, and Nate Borkacher. Yeah, this is where I like to say that kids, you know, guys need to figure it out, right? You know what type of defense this, this, this is. They're going to shoot gaps, right? So he's already at the advantage right there. So I think Borky, look, he's slanting in there between Borkacher and Jenkins. So you'd like Borkacher to time it up, right? And have maybe have a little bit tighter split, right? Tighter split to him. I can't see the split, but he's late. You see how late he is right yeah, there? He didn't even get out of his stance. Right. Didn't get out of his stance, right? You notice now it's hard. Now you're on the road, right? So you let's let's uh you know, let's let's err on the side of of uh you know you know of, of erring of let's be a little bit tighter because we're on the road with the crowd noise. So then by doing that, you'll be okay. But watch this right here. See how late he is. Mm -hmm. So then it's a tackle for loss. Now you're now you're essentially pushing him in the in the back. Um and so, so it starts. So Jay, with, I have a question. Go ahead. It is is Justin Evans Jenkins supposed to give a little bit help on 44 or no? Or is this all Nate Borkature trying to reach 44? Depends. I, I you know, I don't know their blocking schemes enough. Okay. I've seen it both. I've seen it both where he can double up, right? He can double up to on 44, right? Until he goes and gets it. See, he, he probably could have helped and then he didn't do anything either right so really to be honest with you if i if i had to coach or just from my standpoint as a defender the justin evans jenkins need to they first need to handle 44 and you're late up to 51 you get what i'm saying yep handle 44 right block out overtake him by borkature if you can you essentially double the team until borkature can gain gain advantage and then get you know get up to 51 See, I think this is a little bit of an issue here, even as you've seen it a few times, you know, throughout Ethan Piper's career, 
in particular one he tripped. time I, I didn't see that until right now right but where you're, you're trying to go get your guy at the second level and this is not ethan piper right here but you're going to get your guy at the second level too quick right yeah the, the whole thing about slip blocks double team up to you know uh the second level is taking care of the first level right that's the line of scrimmage anybody there so that's that front four and then you're late in making the second level um you know make a play and so you know probably justin evans jenkins could have helped out right there um but you know really to be honest with you with a fast flowing defense you actually want to wait on them and then just take them where they want to go so you, like him playing in space against 51 isn't a good matchup and so that's just the inexperience of him playing tight end and inexperience of him and Borkature working together. And it's something that's, uh, you know, just little details because Borkature is at a disadvantage right now. Yeah. Right. So you want to wash him down. Right. And, and now first I, I'd probably say just go back and start from the beginning. Borkature probably needs a tighter split. Right. You know where the play is going. You'd like to get a little bit of a shoulder pop from Justin Evans Jenkins mm -hmm. to slow down 44 and then he still has a good angle on the 51 and actually 51 will be have to run to him. Right. So too much space. He's able to dip around him. And, uh, you know, obviously Ethan Piper fell down right there. So, yeah, you know, um, do we you think know, he, do we think he uh, tripped on Ben Scott's Ben Scott's legs here? Just one of them. He had to. have. Yeah, I mean, it's you just need to be a better athlete than that. It don't really matter. I mean, Ben Scott's got to snap the ball. He's got to be a little bit deeper in his pull um and stay you know get, you know stay on the you know keep your feet dude i mean ben scott has to snap the ball and then block back on a on a defensive tackle he's got a hard job and that's what you know that's first of all the play's going away from ben scott so mm -hmm. you know you should be pulling deeper and not not really deep but a little bit deeper and this is uh the last play that we will uh do i believe and it's again borkature and uh evans jenkins and again it's the same 44 uh, from from Colorado, that defensive end, he splits the two. And again, like you said, Jay, probably a shoulder pop from Evans Jenkins will help work out a lot here. But again, uh, maybe it's just tighten up the splits. Yeah, tighten up the splits. And, you know, and, and Justin Evans Jenkins needs to play like he's an offensive tackle. Yeah. Right. So pop him and then you're late. Right. He's getting he's trying to go up to the second level. I think backside linebacker like that's it's there's no rush look at that there's no rush they already got a double team on number nine and you know they i mean look you got a lot of white jerseys not getting any push right here you're way, yeah. playing way too high because uh ethan piper missed this guy and same with corcoran right but at, let's just go all the way back to the to the very beginning right justin evan jenkins is going to go to second level or he's going to get up to 43 woods right there see there he needs mm -hmm. to come back right there and then almost he could he would take 44 and then Borkature would have to try to seal out or kick out uh 43. So it's just a misassignment a little bit. You know, I understand why they have Justin Evans Jenkins in there, right? Because he yeah. paid dividends against Minnesota. But with a quick front like this, you have to be anticipating them shooting the gaps. They're not gonna two gap, right? Colorado wants to get on the edge and run. And that's what their defense is meant to do. And they're coming downhill. Uh, because they haven't they're selling out against the run right here so you gotta you gotta forecast that and anticipate that right it's zero zero you've been beating them up physically for at that time almost a quarter and a half and uh you know you gotta anticipate them selling out the run so it's tighter splits and better communication as well you get what i'm saying so you know in the first quarter you got burnt by it mm -hmm. second quarter you should already have talked about that on the sideline and say hey if it's me and you hey steve you know i gotta be a little bit tighter but i need a bump from you 
Because Borkatcher's at a no, he's at a in a negative position in the first place. He's trying to block a guy and, and overtake a guy that's going away from him. So essentially it's a scoop block. So a scoop block is the inside guy is going to block him into the outside guy, which would be Borkature, right? It can overtake him or at least get head up with him. Well, if you're just going off to the second level, you're just giving that guy free access to run in there and hit the hit the quarterback or the running back in the backfield. And so those are two examples of the place, the play was the the play call was good. The execution wasn't very good. And that's that's actually at the point of attack, right? Direct access plays is what's hurting our team. Pass protection, run blocking um, is affecting it. Now, quarterback play is it's a whole different animal, but it all goes together, right? You're in a better down and distance and play calling situation if you're not giving up direct access um, penetration. And they showed they, they could do it. Now, also, you got to give Colorado credit, right? Mm-hmm. They had seen some things and knew they had inexperienced tight end. They knew he's coming in there. So you got to beat him by quickness. Colorado's not going to tell 44 to line up head up with, with uh, Justin Evan Jenkins and get into a wrestling match. He wants to get him on the edge and, and, mm-hmm. and do some stuff. So they made adjustments, give them, you know, hats off to them, but it could be solved by better communication. And then obviously a little bit better teamwork. Coming into Lincoln this, this uh, weekend, Northern Illinois, Matt rules, home, home opener, the program's home opener. Um, you know, I have to think that a defense like Northern Illinois is, uh, out of the Mac is going to have some smaller, quicker guys. Do you think they're right. going to be watching this tape and be like, Hey, we can get in the backfield with these guys. If we shoot gaps and um, not try to man up with these guys, but just kind of shoot gaps. Right. I mean, sure. I mean, and especially if our quarterback compromised or you have a quarterback that hadn't played. So I think yeah. it's, it's, it's definitely uh you know, something that has to be on the docket. And with the, you know, look, you, they, Nebraska is going to do self-scouting, right? And they're going to see what their weaknesses are. And then they're going to try to address them. And they, look, it's a copycat league. They're going to see what Colorado did well, what they didn't do well, what Nebraska did well and what they didn't do well and try to, you know, obviously take some of the things and see if you fixed it. So if you come out there in that same formation, expect it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, And then if you fix it, then you can continue to go back to it. And then obviously Northern Illinois knows that you, uh, you know, paid attention to some of your, your, your negative plays. And, you know, Matt rule said today that uh, Northern Illinois defense line is the best defense line they're going to play up to date. So that's including Minnesota, who I felt like was pretty strong up the middle and decent on the edges. So, you know, they, the offensive line and the offense has their work cut out for them, but, you know, you see some good glimpses from the offensive line, regardless of some of the plays we've seen, you just need some consistency, right? You got to continue to get the push and the pad level and the movement, you know, for four quarters. And, uh, you know, if they can get that, you know, longer and stronger, you know, I think the points will start to come. And it's an interesting Northern Illinois team, um, head coached by Thomas Hammock, a former Northern Illinois um, right. player, um, doing good things over there. They, a couple weekends ago, they went to Boston College and knocked off Boston College in overtime, 27-24, right. but then had a weird loss to Southern Illinois at home, an in-state rival. So kind of an uneven start for Northern Illinois, but they're they're going to be coming in Lincoln. They're going to look at that 2017 win that they had here and be like, hey, let's do it again. They're going to come in um, jacked up and ready to go, right? right? Yeah, I think they're – well, they're going to come in um, hyper-focused. They had three turnovers last game. Yep. Put up some decent offensive numbers, and obviously the defense played well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they beat a power five, uh, team before on the road. So, you know, after a loss like that, which they felt, they probably feel like they let themselves down, um, to an in-state rival, but I think they were at home. 
Um, I'm sure the coaches are going to be harping on them to obviously, you know, come in more focused and with the right attitude. And they feel like they have nothing to lose, right? They they see blood in the water. They see Nebraska's lost in two games. Um, they view it as a winnable game. We've been struggling to kind of get out of our own way. And so they're gonna they're gonna come in and, and play loose. And so, you know, you know, really Nebraska's biggest opponent and first opponent is themselves, right? Clean up what yeah. we can clean up, get better at we can what we can get better at, and uh, you know, nullify some of the, you know, the gut punching plays that we have. And I'm talking about the basics, catching the snap, clean handoffs and let you know cut down the penalties right and then uh, after that you know i think nebraska feels like they have a good chance because you feel like the defense is going to be able to travel definitely at home match up well with them in their offense and so then therefore with our offense and also another thing is our special teams our special teams we haven't kicked the ball well right field goal kicker or punter so we need to mm-hmm. we got bushini and uh you know uh it was alvano the freshman um, you know, look, man, you, you know, you guys are starters and you guys are, you know, thought of to be, you know, a good tandem. So we need, we need you this weekend. We need you to have big punts. We need you to make field goals. Um, the offense need to put you in better position, but then, you know, it's kind of, you know, complimentary football. So, you know, it's just, uh, you know, everybody has a room for improvement. The season's not over right now. They're owing to, I think really, to be honest with you, um, you know, they probably gave away that first game and beat themselves. I think Colorado just outplayed them yesterday or Saturday. And so they should be, you know, they're one game behind where they should be. But, you know, I think people probably going into the Minnesota game probably didn't expect them to win. But what they did is expect them to win the game considering how they played and how Minnesota played. Then when you go up to Colorado, it's the same thing. We just lost our six minutes. And so uh, they're probably about, let's say, a game or half a game behind. But there's no there's no time like the present to get back right against Northern Illinois, do and get better and and kind of get it going, get some belief, and then uh, you know then see where the chips fall after that. So you know they've improved in some things, but they need to improve on the catastrophic uh, you know negative plays that they are self induced. Absolutely. And that Northern Illinois team quarterback by Rocky Lombardi, who threw three interceptions, uh, the three turnovers, like you mentioned, right. Jay, uh, seventh year player, Rocky Lombardi. He, uh, was he a came quarterback. in uh, with the yeah, he was a quarterback for Michigan in the snow State game, the nine, the nine, six game, right? Nine, yeah, six. Think, and it was really, yeah. really cold that day. Yeah. And he yeah. has any, and he has the, uh, one of the best mullets of all time. So, yeah, hopefully Nebraska can uh, beat him up so bad he's going to cut his hair off and, uh, you know, <laughs> we're going to keep some locks. So they know him, um, you know, look, the defense got to go back to work. The offense got to get better. They got to, you know, they found a little something in the run game and, you know, they just need to clean up the easy access plays. And if they get Teddy Prochaska back, that'll do nothing but, uh, you know, add more depth and, uh, you know, competition there. Jay, do you did you uh, back when you played, did you have any any seventh year quarterbacks like Rocky Lombardi is? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, that I don't think so, man. Then, I, I think it? I had some friends on campus that were on the seven-year plan, but I don't think there was any football players. You, they kind of get you – they got you in and out back then. So, yep. you know, you know Different the COVID time. year, and uh, they were a little bit more lax on the injury years. But, look, he's a, he, look, he knows how to play. He's a former Power 5 quarterback, mm-hmm. and you got you to you gotta expect his best ball game because he's got pride about it himself. He didn't play good last week. He's going to try to play his best game. And so the defense got their work cut out for them as well. But if they handle their business, they should be fine. For sure. All right, Jay, great stuff as always. I 
have a lot of fun breaking these things down with you. So uh, for Jay Foreman, I am Steve Mark. Check out all your Husker information stuff at Inside Nebraska. We do a really good job. So for Jay Foreman, I am Steve Mark, and that was a Black Shirt Breakdown Colorado edition. We will catch you all later.